Daughter of Zion is a podcast that speaks openly about faith and also strives to uplift people in their walk with God. It's a safe space. I want to encourage you to keep seeking God's face every day and remember you are kings and queens in God's kingdom. Good morning, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Daughter of Zion. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about soulmates. Now, I'm going to be talking about my dating experience, what I've learned in my singleness, and I'll be unpacking the whole idea surrounding soulmates and biblically what this says, what God says about this topic. Um, So let's just get straight into the topic. Um, A little background, some context. Um, I'm currently single right now. Um, And for a while, I think for the last, so I've been single for the last, I think, two years. Um, I've only ever been in one relationship. And after I got out of that relationship in uni, I was just single for a really, really long time. And I remember when I got out of that relationship that I was in, I started on the journey towards developing my relationship with God. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think when I started, I was very much lost. I didn't know how to navigate, you know, dating God's way. I didn't really know what that looked like. So I think I resorted to dating the world's way, which consisted of you know going on dates getting to know people going for drinks going for lunch you know just the conventional ways of getting to know people sounds normal right (laughs) I feel like everyone has gone through that season but for me my season was a long season it was like trial and error it was like and by the way I know dating is a twofold term so I'll define what I mean by dating I mean going on dates the act of going on dates so literally I feel like for the most part most of the um people I was going on dates with it would probably last for about let's say two months and then it would fizzle out and I was always like I don't know what I'm doing wrong here I don't know you know is it me is it them is it us I was just kind of very lost and it didn't take on it sorry it took until a couple months ago for me to just kind of ask God the question I was like God you know what's going on here (laughs) why isn't this working out for me am I meant to be single my whole life or like what's your plan here you know and if, if it is that you want me to be single my whole life um cool that's fine just let me know Um, but I'd really like to be in a relationship. Just put that out there. You know, these are the conversations I was having with God a couple months back. Okay. So God led me to a Bible verse, a couple Bible verses. So John 21 verse three to six. So I read, um, I'm reading for the NLT says Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too." they all said. So they went out in the boat but they caught nothing at all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul it 
in the net because there were so many fish in it. Now, God said to me that much like Simon Peter, I was casting my net the wrong way. I was casting my net into the water blind. Basically, what that means is that I've been trying to assess people based off of what I can see. So the physical, you know, are they my type? Are they, you know, do they? I I was just assessing based off of what I could see, right? And for the most part, a lot of people fall into this category that I was in where it's like you're, um, you're dating people based off of what you can see. So if you're compatible physically, if you're physically attracted to them, et cetera, et cetera. But God is saying that what he wants to do is he wants to assess the heart of man. He, he knows the heart of man. The king's heart is in his hands, right? So it's the kind of thing where only God can do that. I don't have the ability to see the heart of man. I don't have the ability to see what people's intentions are, okay? So if I go back to my dating experience, it really consisted of a lot of people that weren't on the same wavelength as me. And if you go on my page, I have a topic that talks about unequally yoked and what that looks like. And I feel like for the most part, with most of the people that I was dating, we were unequally yoked, meaning that they were going in one direction, I was going in another, and there was no middle ground. Because the middle ground would consist of one person compromising their views and their values, right? Um, So when God revealed that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So when God first said that to me, he said that I've been casting my net into the water blind, and that's why I wasn't coming up with any fish, um, that just meant that I was dating a whole lunch, a bunch of people that I wasn't compatible with. And that's why it wasn't working out for me. Now, God went on to say to me that he wanted me to do dating his way. So he wanted to teach me how to do godly relationship. And that's what this whole series was about. Um, it was about God teaching me everything that he wants me to know about relationships. So friendship, family relationships, marriage, just different things. Um, and in learning all these things, that's what, so that's what I've been sharing with you guys on my page. Now, I want to take this a step further, right? After God revealed all of this to me, I was like, okay, I get it. All right. So I guess what's the first step? What's the first thing that you want me to know about dating? You know, like dating the right way right? Doing godly relationships the right way. And God first and foremost told me that I needed to treat every guy as my friend. I I needed to approach every guy as my friend. And I was kind of confused. I was like, okay, (laughs) but if I do this, how will they know what my intentions are? And God is like, don't worry about that side. Don't worry about that side. Literally just follow this instruction and it will start to make sense soon and I'm happy I did that because by treating every guy as a friend it gave God the avenue to lay names on my heart or lay a name on my heart and it meant that I wasn't stepping before I got instruction I wasn't stepping blind I was waiting to hear you understand what I mean like when you bring a name to God right and you're saying God please bless this person God um, make this person good for me, right? Or God, what do you, what do you think about this person? 
for the most part, when I was dating, God was not, he wasn't sending, he wasn't, an, sorry, um, translation of that is he wasn't answering me. And I used to think, oh God, you've forsaken him. You, for, you have forsaken me when it comes to relationships. But God was like, I will not make an Ishmael and Isaac. And if you don't know what that means, um, if you refer to Genesis, and I will, um, I will put the scripture on my story, but a little background about that story is Abraham had Ishmael and Abraham went to God and said, you know, God, you've spoken to me about this whole promise thing, the covenant and all that. And you said, I'll have a child. So here is Ishmael. And God is like, no, Isaac is the one that I'm going to fulfill my promise through. And Abraham went on to ask, like, you know, God, can you just use Ishmael? I've already had Ishmael. And that's what this, that whole quote is, which is God will not make an Ishmael, an Isaac. So you can't bend God to your will, right? And a lot, for the longest time, that's what I was doing. I was like, God, please, you know, I know I should be saying let your will be done. But at the same time, like, I just want to give you an awareness of my type. I want you to understand what my type is so that, you know, we can agree on the person you're going to choose. Now, this leads me very, very nicely onto the whole topic of soulmates. In the Bible, we have several examples of moments where God ordains relationships. An example of this is Jonathan and David's friendship. Another example is Ruth and Boaz's marriage. Another example is Rebecca and Isaac. And one more is Adam and Eve. And those are just a few ones that I, um, that I looked up and the Holy Spirit guided me to. Now, this leads on nicely to the whole idea of the fact that God will lay names on your heart. And he will bring people into your lives for a reason to help us uplift us spiritually and just to help us on this journey towards fulfilling our purpose. Now, Darius Daniels in one of his sermons spoke about what a soulmate is. He defines it as a mate for your soul. Um, Another definition he gives is a soulmate is a God-ordained pick for your life that is suitable for your souls and necessary for your assignment. Now, I completely agree with this definition, and I believe that, you know, it's backed up with things that God has done in the Bible and in the Word. Now, decision-making is very important. Now, God can have a preference for me and a will for my life, but I have to choose what God has chosen for me in order to experience what he wants for me. So you have to decide whether you want to walk in accordance with what God has in store for you. So when God reveals his will to you, he will not force you to accept it. You need to choose whether you want to walk in accordance with this will, with his will, right? Um, God reveals soulmates to you because he can see into your future and he's able to know who will be compatible for you, not just right now, but for life. Important to note, Friends can be soulmates. I spoke on my page about a friend God put in my life as a forever friend. I think I had an easier time accepting this one, 
but I had a harder time accepting that God can, find, can send me a soulmate that is romantic. If you want to change the relationship trajectory of your life, you have to admit, I don't pick good. So I would go back to that verse that I spoke about earlier about Peter and casting your net into the water blind, right? And coming up with nothing. In order to have a successful, in order to have successful relationships in all areas of your life, you need to understand that you can't do this alone, right? Because if you do this alone, you will continue to pick bad. And it's not your fault because you can't see people's hearts and their intentions. Only God can. Now, when you say, Jesus, you pick next time. And you say, I want God to choose because it's suitable for my soul and suitable for my assignment. Your, re- your relationships will take a turn for the good. If you feel like you've been in a place where I just have no luck concerning relationships, it's looking like I'm about to be single my whole life. I would really, really commit this to prayer because it's a kind of thing where God has a plan for each and every one of us, right? And he really wants to let us know what that is, right? He wants us to walk in accordance with his will because he knows this this plan that he has for us is amazing. This plan he has for us far supersedes what we could ever imagine for ourselves. And I just thought of something right now. I thought of the fact that one of my reservations when I was committing my relationships, romantic relationships specifically, into God's hands was a couple things god what if you don't know like not what if you don't know my type but like what if you bring someone that isn't my type and i know a lot of people fall into this and have these questions so that's why i'm addressing it with the story of adam and eve and i'll go into this in more detail on my page but with the story of adam and eve when god presented eve to adam she was perfect for him Not perfect in the sense that she had no flaws. Not perfect in the sense that she had no sin. Perfect in the sense that she was the perfect, she was, what do you call it? She was his soulmate. She was compatible with Adam. They suited each other perfectly. That's That's what that meant. And the same thing applies to us. When God picks someone for us or when God picks a couple people for us in the sense of like friendships, relationships, marriage, et cetera, et cetera, he's going to pick the perfect person for us, the most suitable people for us. So you need to trust God on that. And that's where I'm going to end on this week's episode. I want to end with prayer, though. Um, So in Jesus name. God, I pray that you will create for me a Garden of Eden relationship in all capacities with you and my husband. A relationship like Adam had with you, where he walked with you physically in the garden. God, I want to be as close as skin with you. I feel God calling us back to the garden, whereby we live in harmony with him, where our relationships produce a multitude of fruit, where our love for one another is one that is rooted in agape love. God ha- that God has for us, a love that is incomparable to the love that the world gives. 
Now, I think it's so important that we completely put our trust in God when it comes to relationships and every area of of our lives, to be honest. Um, So I just urge you today to trust God, trust him wholeheartedly, put your faith in him completely. Don't be one foot in, one foot out. Leap in with everything that you are, commit everything that you are to him and he will reveal what he has in store for you and what he has in store for you is going to be amazing. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode and on next week's episode, I will probably be delving into more detail about the Garden of Eden and how God is trying to restore our relationships and trying to create for us that relationship that he established in Genesis with Adam and Eve where he was in the center and where Adam was walking side by side with God. That's the kind of relationship that God has for us and wants us to experience. So thank you for listening and I will catch you next week. Mm